Hello and welcome to Highly Automated, a podcast brought to you by High Robotics. I am your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney, and today we have a really exciting conversation. We will be talking to the BattleBots team, Valkyrie, exciting, exciting things in the works for them, not only with BattleBots, but also with what they do and basically their professional careers and can't wait to get into that conversation. So let's bring them on now. Lucy Dew, who is the team captain for Valkyrie. We also have Alex Kreese, Esme Abbott, and John Mayo. Thank you all for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. This is really exciting. So before we get into the conversation, let's have people learn a little bit more about your personal background, starting with you, Lucy. Can we get a brief bio? Yeah. Um, So I'm currently a PhD student. I study mechanical engineering at MIT and um, I work specifically in robotic prosthetics. And Alex? Yeah, um, I also am, uh, am at MIT. I'm in the integrated design and management program. So I kind of uh, focus on the intersection of design and engineering. And I've worked in um, robotics and industrial 3D printing in my professional career before coming back to grad school. Ask me. I'm an undergraduate student um, at Olin College of Engineering studying mechanical engineering, and I'm really interested in human-centered design. And last but not least, John. Patty, I work on humanoid robots at a startup in Austin. Uh, Before this, I was at NASA Jet Propulsion Lab and uh, had a mechanical engineering degree from MIT. So basically, we have a group of people that are very, very smart, that really know their stuff. And I'm excited, as I said before, to get into this conversation, because I think we're going to learn so much. And it's just going to be a fun conversation as well. So before we go into the show, let's talk about uh, a little bit about what you're doing. I mean, I mentioned this prior to going on the record that my nine-year-old nephew will think this is the coolest thing in the world. Most kids, I think, would think that if you can grow up and get paid to do something with robots, that's pretty awesome. So when you're thinking about what you're going to do professionally, the idea of working with robots, like your sponsors at High Robotics, is there a light bulb moment when you think, you know what, this is what I want to do. And with the STEM field, what was it that really propelled you into going into this field? I, I think for me, I've I've always been fascinated by um, by robotics, especially I grew up um, when I was a kid, I was watching BattleBots and it's crazy for me to be on the show and to have that kind of impact on, you know, the millions of families and kids that watch BattleBots around the world. Um, and being able to see just what you can do with all of these amazing fields in science, engineering, robotics um, is really, really inspiring and really impactful. Um, just having, knowing that like the work that we do on the show is inspiring so many young people out there to pursue something that they find really cool. I think it's, it, it's so important. That's the reason why I compete on the show. And I think that's like, that's what inspired me to, to compete in the first place, but um, kind of taking a step back more generally, um, what I find so fascinating about, you know, science and, and engineering is really just like, the process, like throughout my entire professional career of just like, you know, identifying a critical problem that affects people. You know, I feel like for me, science and engineering is always done for, for people to improve people's lives, to, um, to, you know, 
make, sorry, let me take a step back. <laughs> um, yeah, take your time. Yeah. Um, for, for me, what STEM is really about is really about improving the lives of people, making people's lives better, uh, making our communities stronger, and figuring out what kinds of problems are worth solving in order to do that. Um, so I find kind of in my professional career, this intersection of engineering and design, really understanding and listening to what is needed to help people, um, to help people grow, to help people find what they're passionate about. That's something that has always um, been really important to me about STEM and robotics is what can we do to inspire people to provide role models um, on BattleBots? You know, I grew up watching BattleBots as a kid. And so now that I'm on the show, I feel like I get to give back and inspire the you know, millions of families and, and young people out there who might be interested in robotics or, or a STEM field who get to see role models and get to see people that that are like them that are doing something that's so exciting and so um, so innovative. Um, I think similar to Alex, I also, um, well, I unfortunately did not grow up watching BattleBots. We didn't have cable, um, but I always, like growing up, I loved playing with Legos. I loved building stuff and I loved creating things. And I always like looked at something and was like, oh, I could probably make that. Um, and I think that combined with, for science, I just wanted to know why things were the way they were. And engineering is kind of the perfect combination of figuring out why things are the way they are and problem solving to kind of make thing, make new things and new solutions to problems that we have. Um, so kind of think um, for a lot of our team, uh, when Alex mentioned the inspiring, like the next generation of engineers and um, scientists, I think a lot of our team was built around uh, really wanting to inspire. So um, kind of our team focus isn't necessarily just building the robot, competing and winning, but also inspiring. So outreach has been really big for our team. I mean, I would say, yeah, I grew up doing Lego robotics and had a BattleBot video game. And that got me really interested in the robotics industry itself. Uh, and then I also just love space. And so that's why I went towards the NASA direction uh, with that. And BattleBots really helps me reach out. And I mentor first robotics and the students there think that someone they know mentoring and being on BattleBots uh, is just really cool because that really inspires them. And a lot of them have told me that as well. So seeing their faces, seeing them light up the direct impact of helping in BattleBots, being a person people around here know that is on this really cool engineering challenge TV show is really, I've seen the direct effects of students getting excited to be future engineers. Esme, would you like to add anything? Sure. Yeah, I guess I'll say I kind of wasn't as set on engineering from the get-go growing up. I think I wanted to at some point in my life want to be every job under the sun. Um, and kind of part of why I settled on engineering is that every day is some, something different and there's so much creativity in figuring out how to approach um, engineering problems. So you do kind of get to have a little bit of, of every job under the sun, which I think is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And several of you referenced with regard to BattleBots and the inspiration that it gives to so many people out there, especially the younger generation. Let's talk about STEM education because obviously all of you are big proponents of STEM. What is it like to not only see that inspiration that bottle, BattleBots, excuse me, what is it like to not only see the inspiration that BattleBots is giving to so many people, but do you have any examples about response that you have seen or heard from people who are literally saying, you know what, this show 
is changing my career path? Um, I think one thing that comes up a lot for us um, for sometimes we do outreach events at like a maker fair or something will bring the robot. Um, and sometimes like people will come up or there'll be parents that come up and say, oh my gosh, I have the seven-year-old daughter that wants to be an electrical engineer now because she's been watching the show and she's really, she's like really admired your team. She loves the robot. And like it, these moments really mean a lot. I think BattleBots is pretty hard work. Um, the seasons are pretty rough. So some like really remembering these moments kind of are what fuels us through the tough times. Yeah, I had a, um, there's a lot of smaller weight class events where we build one pound robots, three pound robots, 30 pound robots, 12 pound robots. Um, and um, we're actually preparing for an event at the end of January right now. Um, and at these smaller events, you really get to engage with the community. And it's not like, like with battle, like with typical TV shows, it's like you're watching these people on, on, um, you know, on TV and, a lot of them you kind of view as role models or you look up to them and in BattleBots, you know, because the community, the larger robotics community is so large and we get to participate in it, we get to experience all these events with fans. And so there's been events where I've been competing and people have said like, oh my gosh, you're on Team Valkyrie from BattleBots. Like you're the one that kind of like that Team Valkyrie is what kind of encouraged me to start trying stuff out on my own and start trying to build a robot by myself. And, and then we get to compete with them at these smaller events. And as Lucy said, that's really what I think makes doing BattleBots worth it is that we get to see these people who might have been hesitant to pick up a wrench and try putting something together. And, um, and then they find a way to participate through these smaller, um, these smaller events and get to meet people that they really respect and look up to and get to compete alongside them. So um, that, that's, that's why I keep coming back to BattleBots is it has that effect on getting young people, getting, uh, getting really everyone, young people of all ages interested in, um, in just, they have an idea, they have a cool idea for a robot. Um, nothing should stop anyone from trying to figure out how to put that together and make it work. And um, at all these small events where you can compete with a one pound robot or a three pound robot, um, you get the opportunity to do that and also interact with the people that do it on BattleBots at the same time. I think that's really special. Alex, I love that you said young people of all ages. I think that's brilliant because aren't we all kids at heart? You know, and I, I can picture a lot of age groups wanting to get involved and do the really cool things that you do. Uh, John and Esme, did you have anything to add to that? I will say at competition being a live show and having live audience members, uh, especially with the long days there when you walk out and you see the fans and like after a match, you pass out just a broken bolt to like some little kid and see his eyes light up. And to us, it's like, oh, this is just some like robot trash. But like to them, it's like, oh, wow, that's a robot part. And like, it's like, wow, I might have just changed that that child's life or that adult of any age's life and like made them. Uh, more inspired to revise, made them just like being there and they can see, see it in person and like interacting with them and seeing that excitement's really cool. Well, let's talk about the show itself because it's so exciting. You know, Alex, you're saying, I grew up on this. <laughs> John, you said the same thing. It's, it's such a show that we hadn't seen before it came out and it's so unique to anything else that was really on or still is even to this day. But what is it like 
doing the show and what does it feel like going into battle? Describe some of those emotions there if you can. Um, there's definitely some level of panic going <laughs> into battle. And then we do have a team, uh, like team routine. Um, we have a pre-fight checklist that we go through to make sure that the robot is completely ready. Some of the things on the, the list are team things. So like we make sure, you know, we have our team uniforms on, everybody's like hyped up to be ready for battle. Um, and I think it, it is a process. I think the entire fight day, um, you wake up early, you kind of put everything on, you're ready to, for anything to happen. Cause you don't know once the robot goes in the arena, it may not come out. It's, it's probably going to come out in several pieces. Um, and, and you kind of have to be prepared to handle the aftermath. Um, but I think for me personally, um, like the night before I put my transmitter on the charger, like a routine to do that. And then the morning of, I take it off the charger. I like carefully put it away. Um, and then like up to leading up to the fight, you know, my heart rate is, is slowly climbing up until the actual fight happens. And so there's a lot of like breathing exercises that go on some amount of pacing. Um, but I think, yeah. And you know, having the rest of the team and having this checklist ready, it's, we all have confidence that the robot's going to be fully ready and the team's going to be fully ready when we start the fight. Anyone else like to add anything there? Um, I think something that struck me, this was my first year and the scale of the robots is just kind of insane. Like you think, you know, how big they are. And then even like having worked on one all build season, like I, I feel like I have an idea of how big they are. And then you hear them spin up in the box and like get a sense of just how big everything is. And you like feel it in your heart of like how much work has gone into all of these. And I think that it's, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Other thing that's interesting is that the entire filming for BattleBots happens over the course of two weeks. So anything that, um, you know, we need to be prepared to fix any problem. We don't have access to the same workshop that we have access to here in, in Somerville. Um, we have to bring everything that we might possibly need to fix the robot on site. So we have three complete spare robots, for example. We have um, there's a welding station there, there's a grinding station there, there's um, basically a full machine shop on site, and we fight almost every other day. So if we get, you know, if we get a whole lot of damage during a fight, we need to be prepared to um, bring the robot back after a fight, take everything apart, figure out what went wrong, figure out how to fix it, and figure out how to make sure that it doesn't go wrong next time. And um, that's, kind of something you can only learn after so many iterations of fighting and taking things apart and being like, oh, well, that thing isn't where it should be. How do we make sure that that doesn't happen? And, you know, Valkyrie's now in fifth season and every fight, whether we win or lose, we always learn something and we learn what not to do next time. Anyone else like to add? Don't have to. I will say that when walking when you're prepped up there on stage, like Lucy was talking, pacing around, nervous, and then you walk out of that tunnel and you hear the audience and you see the energy, it's just, it's hard not to get excited about anything like this. And I recommend to anybody who sees and loves it on TV, definitely go to a taping because it'll really change your perspective, all of it. You can feel the hits, you can feel the energy of the audience and the energy of the robots. And it's just really inspiring being there, even for us as builders and 
the operators of the robot, seeing the audience excited about it really gives us that energy uh, at BattleBots and changes everything the second you walk out of that tunnel ready for your fight. Yeah, I want to follow up with John very briefly, um, just with the energy of the robots, nothing is quite like actually like the raw sound and feel of the robots hitting each other. So like TV <laughs> doesn't quite capture like how much energy is getting dispersed when, when they hit each other. Yeah. And you really have to be a few steps ahead, Alex, as you said, because you obviously built the robot, you know what it's going to need if certain parts fall off or certain things malfunction. But as you said, too, it's a learning curve, too, of what may be the first to go and how do you fix it to make it even better. So you have to think past the original invention of what you have in front of you and, and try to already formulate what could happen and, and do it on the fly and bring all of those necessary materials there. So let's take a deeper look, though, into what BattleBots and what you do really has a, as an impact in our society. What kind of role do you see industrial robotics like high robotics and other automation playing when it comes to really advancing society? Because it's a fun show to watch and it, just robots are cool, but there's a bigger picture here. So what's your take on that? And I'll start off, I think industrial robots just helping robotics in society it will really help us uh, automate a lot of tasks that are just kind of tedious, kind of like no one really wants to do, give us more time just to have fun, do more intelligent stimulating tasks, just do anything that's not like a repetitive task in a warehouse. Uh, and then also, I mean, even with BattleBots, one of the recent technology progressions uh, since the new reboot just seven seasons ago has been brushless motors. And you're seeing that more and more. You're seeing even BattleBots using the same motors that your electric cars use. Uh, there's electric motor controllers. There's just a lot of controls across BattleBots that us learning on this is directly proportionate to the robotics in the industry. So, uh, I mean, the robotics is gonna help us have a better world. It's already helping us uh, just ship things out. Anything you order, get that out quicker. Uh, and help just have a better life from that. And that's directly some of the same technologies we're using these robots in the arena. Robotics for me is really about um, making people's lives better, making people's jobs um, and people's lives overall um, safer, um, raising the quality of life, making sure that people are able to do the things they need to do and achieve the things that they're looking to achieve. Um, with robotics specifically, I feel like there's a lot of work focused on how we can, um, you know, as John was mentioning, how we can automate tasks that are typically very dangerous for human operators and um, or that us as humans might not have the precision to be able to accomplish on our own. So where I see robotics going is really in focusing on these kinds of tasks that are um, like assisting us as people and as communities in um, like allowing us to live safer lives that um, improve our quality of life and that allow us to do things that we weren't able to do before because um, we didn't have we didn't have the tools. And as John mentioned, connect like BattleBots is really a showcase of modern technology and innovation. Um, we're always experimenting, we're always trying new things, we're always trying to figure out, you know, what new 
electrical systems or hardware or whatever, or materials even we can, um, we can leverage all of that. The industry is kind of learning with us um, how we can do better, how we can make robots that are more powerful. And, um, and so it's really cool to just see even the evolution of just Valkyrie over the last five years, but also of robotics in general, um, how far we've come and how much left there is still to learn. Yeah, and to follow up with that, um, I think nobody, none of these components that we use in BattleBots are made for BattleBots. Very few of them are. And so we end up using a lot of things that are made for the drone industry, uh, the car industry, um, like RC car racing industry, and kind of repurpose them for what we need them to or modify them for what we need. And I think the people that are doing this, a lot of times, um, a lot of the builders are engineers. And so we kind of find the limits to these motors that were made for a completely different purpose. And then we use them um, and we know how to, like we learn how to use them in our day-to-day -day jobs, which may involve building robots for automation um, and medical assistive devices and whatnot. So like, for example, for my research, I use drone motors, um, but, and some batteries, but a lot of these batteries are also batteries that we use in BattleBots. And I wouldn't have known to use these batteries and these motors if it weren't for using them and kind of testing them out in BattleBots. So they kind of go hand in hand. And not only are you having such an impact, not only with the show, because so many people love watching you on the show, but we just heard about the really cool things that you're working on to make our world a better place and how that continues as technology continues to advance, you're learning more and more and you just make it look really, really cool. So let me ask you this, if somebody is out there and, you know, let's not beat around the bush, there's a lot of learning here that needs to take place, a lot of intensive learning. But if somebody's out there and say, you know what, this sounds amazing to me and I want to give it a try, what would your advice be to them? Um, I think if it's BattleBots specifically, there's a lot of smaller weight class events that Alex mentioned earlier, um, like one pound robots and three pound robots that are really great places to start. Um, they're like financially and like scope wise, a lot easier for one person or two people to take on. And it's, it's really a great way to kind of get your, your hands dirty and using what motors people use, batteries people use, what materials are commonly used and kind of, um, and they're a lot more accessible to build. So there's all these local events. They're all over the U.S. There's some big ones in the East Coast, a lot of them on the West Coast, some sprinkled in the middle. So I think getting involved with one of those and just trying to build your own um, is a great way to start. What about the STEM field and robotics specifically? If people are thinking, you know what, I might actually like to work in that profession. Any advice there? I mean, all of us have engineering degrees, but I think besides that, just doing hands-on activity is what I always like to emphasize of any sort. Our hands-on activity happens to be building combat robots, but there's so many different projects out there. You could just go get Arduino, try, try lighting some LEDs up. You could just, any idea you have, there's some there's tutorials online if you don't know exactly where to get started. Uh, but getting that hands-on knowledge, not just taking those engineering classes, but applying that and doing something beyond what your normal classwork tells you is, uh, that's what I, that's what's always excited me. That's what always has taught me my skills. And I know has helped me in interviews throughout life is showing how I used my classroom knowledge to 
build something cool to just make a new product to apply it. And that's really how I learned those skills and implanted them in my brain. So in the future at work or wherever I've been like, Oh yeah, we did this on BattleBots once, or we did this on this, whatever hands-on activity formula, SAE, anything um, hands-on hands-on is definitely the critical uh, learning juncture. It seems kind of simple, but just asking questions is so huge. Like if people are excited about things, they're excited to tell you about the things that they're doing and being able to like ask questions and engage with people who are doing things that you're interested in is really cool. If it's like in person on a forum somewhere, I think, um, yeah, just like following your, your curiosity and not being able to, not being afraid to kind of take up some space and ask some questions is, is really important. Yeah. And I think also connecting, like Esme said to what John said, like, don't be afraid to ask questions and learn and do that while you're building things. Like if you see something that's that's interesting, that's fascinating to you, ask questions. How is it built? What was what material was this made of? Why was that material chosen for that? How could I make it on my own with the tools that I have access to? I think so much of engineering is just like figuring out how to make something by yourself. Um, Apart from like, if you put aside all of the theory and all the numbers and everything, for me, so much of my engineering education experience has been basically about failure of like, I tried to build something, it didn't work. Why didn't it work? I would have to go and answer that question and figure it out. And then I would be able to get it, like be able to make it work next time. And so just not being afraid to ask questions, to try to make stuff, try to do it on your own. And then, um, be okay with, you know, if you throw a robot into, into a battle and the entire thing explodes, which has happened to me before um, in these smaller weight class events, um, that's not a bad thing. You can pick up the pieces and figure out what happened and come back next time with something stronger and learn how to iterate and improve and, um, and teach yourself what you need to know to, to make it better the next time you bring it to an event. Um, that's one of the things I love about these smaller weight class events. Um, so with the like one pound and three pound robots where you can try something out, it can be totally ridiculous. It doesn't matter. You can see how it does, see what works, see what doesn't work, figure out if something's not working, you know, what could I do to make this better next time? And two months later, come back with a brand new idea that um, was based on what you learned in your first event. So I think just coupling the, you know, figuring out, what it would take for you to make something, combining that with asking lots of questions is the best way to learn. And just acknowledging that engineering is kind of this like cumulative experience where you're always learning, you're always trying things, you're always seeing what might work and whatnot. I'm still learning so many things every time I make something. Um, and so I think that's the experience of engineering and of STEM in general that I value so much is being like, oh, what if I tried to make this thing? I'll try it. Um, maybe it didn't work. What could I do better next time? Yeah. I just want to echo what Alex was saying about failure is that there's going to be a lot of failure with engineering and with science in general. Um, like we only, as, as humankind, we've only gotten the knowledge that we have from failing over and over. Um, so it, it gets very frustrating. It can get very frustrating because there will be a lot of failure, but just don't be afraid of it and don't be discouraged because it'll happen and it happens to everyone, even if it seems like it. 
Perfectly said. Any final thoughts as we're wrapping up here on your passion for what you're able to do and being on this show and just STEM in general? And, and you know, several of you alluded to just the impact that this show has and how exciting that must be for all of you to see that something that you love so much is now being loved by so many more people. Any thoughts you might want to leave us with it that leave us with there? I would, I would say being in this a few years now, uh, just getting into it. I used to watch BattleBots, know things like this, be like, wow, those are like some like way up there people. Like I can never be on a level like that. And then uh, just kind of was passionate about engineering. We did a degree in that, just was pushing and getting into it. I realized it's just a bunch of really passionate people there. We don't have any superpowers. There's nothing super special about any of us. It's just something that we wanted to do that. Uh, we tried things, we failed at things, and we just kept pushing, and that really anybody can do that, and uh, it's just a lot of really cool people, and like walking around the arena, meeting all the other teams, and seeing all our all the neat jobs, how we're helping the world, and all sorts of various jobs uh, is really neat, but there's nothing that anybody else can't do. Uh, it's just a matter of going and doing it, and pushing towards that, and trying things out, and persevering, and uh, that's been really cool to see how BattleBots builders, they're just a bunch of normal people too. And so I would encourage anybody, yeah, just push, keep pushing at what you want to do and you can get there. Yeah. Not everybody's actually even an engineer. Um, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily have engineering degrees that are BattleBots builders. There's all sorts of people that do completely different things. Um, and they're all just there because they think it's cool. Um, or for a variety of different reasons. Yeah, I guess don't forget to watch BattleBots at 8 p.m. on the Discovery Channel or Discovery Plus. <laughs> Perfect. Now, how could we not end on that note? Thank you, thank you so much for the BattleBots team, Valkyrie, joining me today. Of course, Valkyrie is sponsored by High Robotics and Lucy Dew, team captain, Alex Kreese, Esme Abbott, and John Mayo. I can't tell you how fun this was. And I'm so excited to watch now hearing some of the backstory with all of you individually and on the show. And I know a lot of people out there are really excited to watch as well. And hopefully some more people are excited about getting involved themselves, whether it's BattleBots or STEM or combination of both. Uh, just really exciting to not only hear what you guys have accomplished and why you've accomplished the things that you have, but there's so much energy and you guys are just you love, you love doing this. And that's exciting to me, somebody who will never be on BattleBots, I'm afraid to say, but we it's exciting to hear about it. <laughs> never say never. Well, you know, there was an interview, somebody interviewed somebody about a memory competition, and then they decided it was a journalist to join the competition and they did win. So never say never. Maybe you this could see me on that. <laughs> <You're, you're already laughs> Thank you all for joining me today. This was a great conversation and I really appreciate your time. And I know all of our listeners and viewers do as well. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I want to thank all of you for listening and tuning into Highly Automated. It is a podcast brought to you by High Robotics and today's guest, the BattleBots team from Valkyrie, sponsored by High Robotics. If you would like to learn more, about high robotics, you can go to highrobotics.com. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney. Once again, thanks for joining me. Hopefully, we will see you soon.